Rise with India podcast on ET Now. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the daily morning update from ET Now and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 25th of August. Here's everything that you need to know. India is considering allowing foreign direct investment in life insurance corporation which could enable a single overseas investor to buy a large stake in the firm. That's a Bloomberg story that quoted an unnamed source. While FDI of as much as 74% is permitted in most Indian insurers, the rules don't apply to LIC because it is a special entity created by an act of parliament. Bankers that are seeking to arrange the massive issue are due to make presentations to the government tomorrow. In fresh recommendations to the government, the cryptocurrency players in the country have suggested that the finance ministry consider Gujarat's International Financial Services Centre Authority as a likely regulator for all crypto transactions. The idea is that under IFSCA, cryptocurrency exchanges could be treated as commodity players and subject to local KYC compliance. The U.S. administration has issued a higher number of H-1B visas this year as demand for technology talent in the country continues to rise. Approval rates for H-1B visas in the quarter to June and in the first three quarters of the U.S. financial year were 98.1% and 97% respectively, compared to around 84% in 2018 and 2019 during the previous Donald Trump administration. In international news, the Biden administration has rebuffed calls from international allies and members of Congress to keep U.S. troops in Afghanistan past the August 31st deadline that the president set, saying that the U.S. is confident it will complete evacuations by that time. However, Biden has ordered his national security team to come up with contingency plans if he determines that a delay is required. The White House has asked refugee aid organizations to prepare to receive and resettle as many as 50,000 Afghans evacuated under a stopgap program as the U.S. accelerates flights out of Kabul ahead of an end-of-August deadline. The U.S. House has adopted a $3.5 trillion budget resolution with assurances from Speaker Nancy Pelosi helping to unite Democrats to move ahead on the core of President Joe Biden's economic agenda. The 220-212 vote puts to rest a rift between progressives and moderates within the Democratic Party that threatened to derail Pelosi's strategy for shepherding through the budget framework and the separate $550 billion bipartisan infrastructure bill in that the House plans to pass by the end of next month. In other news, Goldman Sachs economists have raised the odds that the U.S. Federal Reserve will announce the start of tapering its bond purchases in November, predicting that the central bank will likely opt to dial back purchases by $15 billion at that time and at meetings that follow. In a note, the investment bank said that it had raised the odds that a formal taper announcement will come in November to 45% from the previous forecast of 25% and lowered the December chance to 35% from 55%. And with that, it's over to Rohit Singh for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Rohit. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex. Markets have once again attempted to take the range higher with Nifty nudging towards 16,700 levels. 
It remains to be seen how much more can we bounce back, but Nifty seems to be trying to break out of the consolidation range. The measure of volatility is once again cooling off towards 12 levels, and the higher end of the index range seems to be capped at 16,800 for now. Sensex is also just a few points short of the 56,000 mark. Metals and banking names have been prominent in the up move this week. FII's were net sellers of shares worth about 1,650 crore rupees, but DII's more than offset it with net buys worth about 2,400 crore rupees. US stocks ended at fresh record high backed by recovery plays. The tech-heavy Nasdaq closed above 15,000 for the first time. The FDA approval for Pfizer's vaccine is said to be helping the sentiment, bringing down the risk to economic recovery. Let's tell you about the active stocks this morning. National Investment and Infrastructure Fund is in talks with LNT to invest up to 4,000 crore rupees in Hyderabad Metro, according to a news report in the Economic Times. The regulator has approved the reappointment of Sandeep Bakshi as MD and CEO of ICICI Bank. Watch out for airline shares as the cap on the number of flights and fares in the domestic sector may be removed soon. REITs and NVEATs will be included in Nifty indices from September 30th, according to a new eligibility criteria. Finance Minister will meet heads of PSU banks today to review the performance of lenders during the pandemic. Billionaire Rakesh Jhunjhunwala has been reported to be holding 1.5% stake in Canara Bank. He has also raised stake in Fortis to over 5%. HDFC Bank has divested over 2% stake in CDSL for a sum of 223 crore rupees. PFC has signed a pact with NHPC to lend for development of hydro projects. MNM has said that it will be making only gasoline variants of XUV700 in September due to the semiconductor shortage. Minority shareholders of JK Cement have rejected a resolution altering articles of association. The change would have given lifetime tenures to the company's promoter directors. Lupin has launched a generic alternative to asthma drug Foster. To recap, the late but steady climb to the highs of the day is giving hope that the momentum may sustain. We should also brace for some expiry-led volatility on the street this week. That's all from my end. Thank you for listening in. It's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Rohit. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. The Rise with India podcast on 18 Now. 